Welcome to Ready Gamer One, a podcast with a love for Nintendo gaming and beyond. My name is Ben Cornett, and I'm joined this week with Brandon Laura. What up? Welcome back, buddy. I'm glad you're back. It's glad to be back. It's glad, it's, it's yeah. good to be back. It's not glad to be back. Well, I am glad to be back. Well, yeah. I, I'll, I'll accept it. For everyone who's <laughs> tuning in, Brandon's a little bit on the sleepy side, but he uh, he got on to record tonight, so we'll, we'll be generous. I apologize for any <laughs> flub-ups I do. <laughs> We'll just have a blooper reel at the end of this one. No, um, so before we really dive into everything, I do want to take a moment just to give a shout out to another podcast, uh, The Matt and Pat Show. Uh, I was a guest on that. Of course, these are people that I know uh, personally in my life, uh, and I would like to just give them a plug because they asked me some questions and whatnot regarding the Nintendo Switch. They do a monthly episode uh, just to talk about everything that was going on during the months and whatnot. Nice. You can find them on Facebook, uh, facebook.com forward slash the Matt and Pat show. But when you spell Matt, it's not with two T's. It's with one. So there you go. Edgy. It is a little edgy. Yeah, these are uh, two two good friends of mine. And they uh, they know that I'm a huge nerd in video game and whatnot. So they wanted my opinion on some stuff. So it was good. It was, it was good to be able to chime in on another podcast. Sweet, dude. Yeah, so you weren't with us uh, last week. Uh, unfortunately, Lucas is not with us this week. I think his sister was getting married, so he uh, is a little preoccupied with festivities and whatnot. So, uh, it's understandable. Last week, or two weeks ago, actually, we uh, we talked about Breath of the Wild and the Nintendo Switch as well, and we had some pros and cons, and so I'm going to grill you. Uh, let's talk about the Switch for you. How? Because uh, I, I, you were really reluctant about buying a Switch. <laughs> so tell me how you came across actually buying one. And what what are your pros and cons with it so far? Oh boy, you want that story? Uh, you know, last minute I, I was, <laughs> I think I talked to you like on Facebook or something, and I was like, man, forget it. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do it. I said I wasn't gonna do it, but I'm that guy. And I you caved. I just I just I caved. Dang it! Because <laughs> the 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 consequences of not getting it. And uh, potentially having all these spoilers in my face, I didn't want that to happen. And, um, you know, I was right, you know, on every day, every day on Facebook, I see all these videos and articles about everything that happens. And I was like, you know what? I am so glad I bought one. Anyway, I went down to my local Target um, uh, in Waxahachie, Texas. And uh, I know what's a what's a yeah I know I know Waxahachie <laughs> I think it was an an old Indian tribe, um, but <laughs> I went down there uh, and I had a friend working there and he was like, um, I know we're gonna have switches that day I'm not sure how many but you know camp out do whatever you need to, and so I told my sister I was like bro come with me because uh, I don't want to do this by myself. And she's like, I don't know, three, four years older than me or younger than me. And that's the first one. And she said, yeah, okay, sure, whatever. We went down and it was about legit. It was like 2.30 in the morning and nobody was there. And I mean, it makes sense. I mean, who wants to be up at that time? Um, yeah, I mean, Walkie Talkie Texas is probably really busy at that time anyway. <laughs> I haven't heard that one before. That's a good one. Uh, <laughs> You're welcome. But, like, 
There was one other person. I, I know that he was waiting because I saw him out in his lawn chair and then he gave up because nobody was out there and he went into his car and he like slept. And I'm like, all right, I'm gonna be on. I'm gonna be on the lookout. I'm gonna stay awake in my car so that if anybody comes out, I don't want to lose my place in line because I know right now I'm number two. Um, and so literally, my sister goes to sleep, and then I finally cave and do like this waking, like nightmarish bout of me just like being really paranoid, thinking that I've lost my place already. Um, fast forward to seven thirty. Um, that is when people start arriving 30 minutes before the, the store actually opens mm-hmm. and, um, still second in line. I was reading, um, my, I was keeping myself busy, busy by reading my, uh, Dungeons and Dragons book, um, trying to figure out how to kill my fellow, um, players. And, uh, <laughs> then they opened the door and they gave us, they started giving us, um, you know, Hey, which, which one do you want? Do you want the, the regular one? Do you want the colored one? And, uh, there was like, at the time there was like 10 of us probably in line. It wasn't that big. Mm-hmm. I honestly thought it was going to be a lot longer. That's what she said. Um, <laughs> yes, exactly what she said. <laughs> and I ended up getting, I mean, I was like, is there, is there a choice? Like. Is 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 that um, rhetorical? I want the blue and red one, obviously. And smart move. So I got that one, and I went in. They had more than enough. I got the switch. I got um, Zelda, and you know, I got Bomberman. I instantly regretted it. Um, <laughs> That's what I've heard about a lot of people with Bomberman. I'm glad I didn't pick that one. It up. is not. I'm. Like, I'm sorry, guys who are defending it, not worth the money. You're just mashing the A button. There is no other thing to do. There Yeah, I didn't like it on Super Nintendo, so yeah. I mean, that was that was a some, done deal for me. Somehow they put less story into it than Bomberman sixty four. And that was subpar at best, but at least it was nostalgic. Like <laughs> goodness. I didn't even play sixty four, so that's funny. <laughs> Man, uh, I, 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 you know what? I was just disappointed. Maybe I came in with different expectations than everybody else. But anyway, I got all that. Uh, I didn't get the pro controller. I didn't think I needed it. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, I knew I wanted that as soon as I, I heard everyone talking about the issues with the Joy Cons. I was like, okay, we'll just get it and have it anyway. Well, lucky for me, I haven't had too many issues with that. Um, I there was one time when my red one. Uh, I believe it's the right one. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. Like wouldn't turn on for a second, but literally I just like tried it again and it was fine. Uh, Mm. And oh my gosh. Uh, I think I posted a Nintendo Holics at some point. Uh, I was like. Yeah. You had some issues with your Switch. Yeah. I was like, dude, uh, all of a sudden it just overheated on me. And. I have not had a console ever in the history of consoles ever do that to me. Even and I've lived through freaking Xbox and Xbox 360. <laughs> no way. Yeah. And uh I touched that switch. Oh my god, I thought it was just a ticking bomb in my apartment waiting to go off. I I don't know what to do. <laughs> I thought I was going to legit start smoking, but um Anyway, um, 
I I feel pretty positive about the Switch. Um, Did you send yours off? No, I didn't have to. Like the 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 fan problem took care of itself, or you just aren't playing it as hard or long? Or no, no, dude, <clears throat> I was playing that real hard. Like I would. I mean, I, I was probably the hardest player out there when the Switch was initially released because I was going from, like, 7 p.m. to, like, mm-hmm. 5 o'clock in the morning, man. And I was like, okay. Oh, you were doing, like, old college nights then, I huh? guess it's time to go to sleep now. <laughs> Holy crap, what time is it? Um, Yeah, because I'm just like, okay, one more... <sighs> You know, one more campsite or one more um, Sheikah <laughs> tower. Yep. And I'm just like, oh, holy crap. Well, I better get that. Um, oh, my God. I'm blanking already. Um, the <laughs> the actual things that, that give me spirit orbs. What are those called? Oh, the shrines? The shrines. Thank you. She's yeah. clearly, I, I play it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, one more shrine. And I think... Yeah, two hours later. <laughs> yeah, it's really bad. But I loved every minute of it. Um, there's some things in the game that I didn't um, utilize to its full potential. Okay. Um, I don't feel like I uh, explored the, the technicalities and stuff as far as, like, you know, the big thing out right now is make yourself fly with Magnesis. And I was like, yeah. dude, I never would have thought of that. And I didn't think that was possible. Um, well, I, you know, I tried that originally on one of those big doors that was on the ground. I was like, oh, you know what? I can lift that with magnet. What if I can try to stand on top of it? And I was like, well, you can't. So I was like, well, shit, that's, oh, I got to fix that one. <laughs> <laughs> Crap. You know, um, uh, you know that that's a bummer. Um, but no, yeah, seeing all those videos, I just posted one to the Hyrule Herald because uh, somebody was putting, they put it to a whole new world from uh, Aladdin. <laughs> And it's just, it's perfect. Of course I did. And actually what I love most about that video in particular is the way that it ends. Because wherever he's landing, he lands in the middle of a lightning storm. So he's got all this metal all around him. He's he's just boned. It doesn't matter. (laughs) They orchestrate that beautifully. And then there's another one where, like, he's Mm -hmm. like, oh, just going on my flaming pot lid down the snow mountain. And, like, it breaks. And then he completely falls down this humongous mountain eats up like 20 million fairies and yeah. and then dies off like he must have been in the badlands or, or the craglands or something is, it, is where he drowns yeah no 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 he was yeah. in the oh. he was in the the edge of the map they're like sorry there's this gigantic gorge that you can't live from oh <laughs> i've not seen that one i've seen the one where he falls there's somebody falls down a cliff and basically drowns down at uh, the lake bottom and it's just it's it's funny I need to do more stuff like that, but I, you know, just to put it out there, I have officially, you know, uh, beaten the game, and you have mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, I have. I mean, we we both kind of beat it on like the same kind of principle. Like we both, said, oh, I'm over on Hyrule Castle. Uh, let's just go see what this is all about, and then, oh, you know what? I'm here. Let's just do it. <laughs> yeah, and you know, I'd love to talk about it, but I don't think we can at this point, can we? What? Are you afraid of spoilers? I don't know. I don't know, are they? That's a month after the release. Is it really? Yeah. I mean, people have already beat the game in like 50 minutes. So to me, and when I'm seeing the the view count on these videos, people are watching them. 
So yeah. Okay. Talk about it. All right. Well. Um, well, hold on, hold on. Let's let's, let's be f- fair about it. <clears throat> spoilers are at this point, and we'll note it in the comments as well as when you can resume listening if you don't want to hear any spoilers. But go ahead, Brandon. Okay. Let's talk about All it. All right. Fantastic. Um, my experience, I, I was running out of weapons desperately, and I was like, oh, yeah. man. My my ultimate goals that I wanted was I wanted some BA weapons uh, because I was mm-hmm. just getting like these wooden pieces of crap that would just break and uh, I would just be weaponless. And I wanted the Hylian shield. I wanted it desperately. Mm-hmm. And they're like, it's in Hyrule Castle. And I was like, well, crap. I don't think I'm ready for it. But I go in anyway. This was kind of early. This is this is. Uh, before I had even tackled the Divine Beast, I was just exploring. And mm-hmm. uh, so I go in. Um, after a while, I, I do the whole Hyrule Castle. And I nice. gather all the weapons. It's a big map. It is. It is. I really I really enjoyed it. And it was very difficult because of all the Guardians. And you know mm-hmm. what? I thought that... I mean, I guess it makes sense for like replayability, but like... I I thought if I actually took the time once I had everything to kill all the mm-hmm. guardians, which I did, they came back. Mm-hmm. I thought that they would stay dead. Yeah, Blood Moon. Dang it. <clears throat> yeah, Blood Moon brings everything back. See, I thought um, there were like set creatures that once you kill them, even with the Blood Moon, they would die. Um, but I guess not. No, it's like like Hinox or or Hynix or whatever, like the big big moblins. Um, once you defeat them, if you come across them again, like specifically that one, it'll, it'll show with like a little star by them saying already defeated, but they're still active and you can beat them again and and get more loot. So I see. Yeah. I was severely disappointed, but, um, oh, well, so I did that and I I could not find the shield. I, I did it a second time. I found it. And then I was like, you know what? Let's go all the way back since I'm, you know, I did it. I know what's happening. I go to um, Ganon, Ganon's entryway, and mm-hmm. I hadn't beaten the Divine Beast, so you know what happened? All four of them showed up. All, All four of the bosses showed four up. Four <laughs> of those bosses, like Dark Souls-style, like, uh, you know, changes forms halfway through their HP. Some of them had even mm-hmm. more than that. And, I mean, I can't even tally up. That was like, that's like you know, 10 forms right there. And then yeah. whenever you're done with the the lightning one, you get the, um, basically, I got to the lightning one. The dude mm-hmm. was way too fast, but I knew that was the last one before the next thing came. Um, Do you get heart pieces after those battles inside Hyrule Castle? Actually, no, I don't. So you only get it if you do it in the Divine Beast. Interesting. Yeah, I didn't think about that. I did not know that. Um, But I actually died on the Thunder thing because Mm -hmm. um, he was was super fast. I didn't know what to do. And plus, I didn't, at the time, I didn't have the stasis where I could hold monsters. Yeah, yeah. The upgraded stasis is super helpful in Guardian fights. Super helpful. Um, Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and I don't parry at all. <laughs> so Yeah, I'm not good with that either. And then the, the time to attack and time dodge, I'm terrible. <laughs> um, I I love that. I love Floria Blows. That's all I do. 
Um, but with the parries with the shield, I'm like, no. Um, for some reason. I guess <laughs> I should do that. Anyway, I, I die, and I was like, man, that was a really full Ganon experience, you know? I was like, is there more after the Thunder one? And um, <laughs> then I was like, you know what? I'm going to put that on hiatus for now and go do the Divine Beasts. I do the Divine Beasts. I enjoyed the crap out of all of them. Um, they were kind of difficult as they, um, you know, as they are, and mm-hmm. uh, puzzle-wise. And after defeating all of them, you know, I knew how to do it. Um, and so killing them off was very easy for me um, in the Divine Beasts because, you know, they're very technical. So once you get the thing down, it's, it's very yeah. easy. Um, and then... I'm like, okay, go back to Ganon's castle. Once I do like most of the side quests, I have a hundred shrines. Uh, I didn't feel like scrounging around for the last 20. And I was like, let's just do this thing, get it out of the way. Then I can go back and do whatever I need to go into the castle. And I was like, I almost skipped the scene where the, the heart just sort of throbs open and is broken and, scorpion ganon just like comes down onto the floor and mm-hmm. breaks it i thought it was the same cutscene from before that i almost skipped it but thank god i didn't um <laughs> and then that happened and i was like oh my god this is some next level stuff right here because i mm-hmm. i did not know that was going to happen um i was like there's more and so i go down to the pit and it just, it felt very intense, very Dark Souls, um, except definitely not as hard because those those beams do so much damage. I mean, you know, he goes to halfway and yeah. then you're left to fend off the, the rest of them. And I did pretty well and uh, I had a lot of good weapons. But once he got down to the, you know, less than a quarter or whatever... And he was mm-hmm. just invulnerable for forever. Yeah. Um, and apparently, I didn't know this but because I, I didn't want to look it up. But at the time, I was like, what do I do? Um, I didn't parry, but apparently that's the best way to, to you know, deactivate the the thing. Oh, I used Urbosa's Fury, that lightning call. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that took him That's down. what I did. So, like... I would do that, and then every you know five minutes, I waited for it to recharge so I can do enough damage to him. Yeah, you'd run around for a while. I'm like, surely <laughs> there is another way. Um, but you're supposed to like take the parry the beams back at him, and I was like, oh well, you know that that seems like a good thing to do. Um, yeah. But anyway, I didn't do that, and then after that, he was down. He goes to the big dark Ganon pig. Uh, gargantuan thing uh mm-hmm. cthulhu tarasque thing and i you know that was the easy one that was just like hit the targets and i did um wish i can keep that bow though but too bad yeah that would have been nice um you know and that that's you you're, you bring up a point right there that i want to touch on is that uh since we both have beaten the game uh you notice that all of your save files if you go back in and play the game have a star on them now yes i do see that so that indicates that you beat the game. Um, I am wondering if the download, the the DLC, if that's going to affect anything. Because I know they're talking about a little bit of a story change up. Um, I would love to be able to explore Hyrule Castle without not being covered in Calamity Goo. 
Um, I'd also like to know that uh, I could go into a Zelda game and know that once I beat the final boss, there's still other things I can do that affect the world. And I think that is part of the future in the series. I don't know if that's going to happen for Breath of the Wild. Um, but I mean, we know that Anuma has said that this is definitely the, the future for Zelda. This is how future Zelda games will play out, which is wonderful. This has been a wonderful experience at a, at a very welcomed change. Um, I do miss a few of the weapons, you know, like the hook shot and stuff, but Aww. this is, this has worked out nice. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, <laughs> would the hook shot ever be useful? Maybe in some climbing elements, but not really. Um, you don't need it, yeah. You know, I mean, if Link's able to climb, you, you don't really need the hook shot for much. Uh, maybe to save on arrows. Um, but even in that, you have unlimited bombs. By the way, so, speaking of that, yeah. uh, immediately when I beat Zelda, I, <laughs> I was like, okay... Time to play a little bit of Skyrim Special Edition. I'm like, <laughs> bro, climbing mountains is stupid hard now. Um, I, you know, you're playing it and you're like, man, there's so many things I took for granted in Zelda that I could do, but I can't do in Skyrim. Yeah. That's really nice. And I mean, and, and that's what's nice about Breath of the Wild is you can see that they they really took their time. They did their homework on what was working in other series. Um, and, and it sounds like Bethesda probably had a little bit of a hand in, in suggesting a few things for Breath of the Wild because it sounds like they've been hand-on for the Switch for a very long time. Um, they, they've been part of development. I mean, Skyrim coming to the Switch has been a, an exciting thing, and that's something that they were gearing towards. Um and it sounds like that is a partnership that's going to continue uh, based on just everything we've, we've seen. I sure so, hope – sorry. Yeah. I sure hope that they um, – the collective people will buy this new Skyrim edition that if it indeed is still coming to the Switch. Um, uh, so that, you know, showing support and things and that whenever they make newer things, it will come out when it – comes out on the other consoles as well or maybe just a little bit later like you know from destiny's ps4 oh xbox will get it later mm-hmm. kind of thing you know yeah you know i'm actually i'm kind of bummed that destiny 2 won't be making its way to the switch i was actually really pulling for that i mean i i, I get it um i don't think the switch I, I mean and you can testify to this the switch probably would overheat very quickly playing a a high resolution game like that for as long as you play matches and game game time in destiny. Uh, it really needs a full, I mean, it would need to be be docked, but the problem there and when they're docked is we're starting to see people saying that when they're starting to overheat there, they're starting to curve. Um, my switch has been docked for a while and it doesn't curve. Um, you know, I, I, I baby the ever loving crap out of it. So (laughs) I haven't had that problem either. And honestly, uh, going back to Destiny 2, you, mm-hmm. if you're getting that game, you have to, like, you're basically saying our online is perfect, you know, because they're thriving. Yeah, and that's why that. I wouldn't play it on PlayStation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, I, if I'm going to get Destiny 2, it'll be on the Xbox. Actually, I, I might get it on PC, considering it, that is an option now for Destiny 2. That's um, right. And I'm 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 almost wondering because I can use my Microsoft account on my PC, um, 
is it going to take my save data that's on my linked Xbox account on Windows 10 into that? So that way my Guardian is still there. That I mean, that's a question for another time. But, uh, you know, there, there's some possibility there. And that's kind of cool. Um, I think I believe on that aspect aspect of um, are you talking about like bringing your original Destiny player to Destiny 2? Yeah, I think that was part of the intention of the game. I don't think that's going to happen. Did they change their mind on that? Um, I have looked into that for a little bit, and people are mm-hmm. kind of furious. Uh, I've seen a, a bunch of people in the comments are saying, um, well, wait, what's the point if I can't bring my Guardian up um, into this next iteration? I personally don't have a problem with it. I mean, don't take it you know, as, you know, written in stone or anything. But I believe that yeah. it's just a completely new setup that's going on. Yeah. So, I mean, there is, so if what you're telling me is true, then they're not doing like the World of Warcraft approach, which is um, what what they could do is they could be smart about it and be like, well, we got Destiny 2 coming out and for, you know, some extra money, you can upgrade your, your you know, character to the level that it needs to be automatically by buying the game. Um because, you know, World of Warcraft did that with Legion. I think they jumped them up to 100 or 110, whatever you needed to be to explore the new area uh, that that's in there. Um, that's interesting. Or you pay the measly sum of $50 to back up your save from Destiny and bring it into Destiny <laughs> 2. Yeah. You know, which, you know, Destiny 2 is really Destiny. It's, it's really Destiny 2, the search for Destiny 1, you know, because Destiny was just a big beta. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Part of the other reason I'm actually really happy that we're not getting it on the Switch, because I think that would be a big disappointment if the same thing happened uh, from Bungie. So. Oh, goodness. Just the fact that it's coming out so soon uh, kind of has me. That skeptical. is worrisome. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, we've known it's been in development for a while. But that's also not great either. So, but speaking of games that are coming to the Switch, mm-hmm. let's talk about Ukulele. There we go. Ukulele uh, will be released on the 11th. Now, it will not be available on the Switch on the 11th. I don't believe that the Switch version will be ready. I think they were talking about maybe closer to summer. Um, I don't. I, I couldn't find a definitive date actually. Uh, and I was looking through my emails and everything. I, I actually, I'm a backer uh, uh, for this, so I was looking to see that. And I actually, I have a Switch version coming to me, but I, I still don't have a date for it. Um, or at least I haven't found the email that says, "Oh, expect it here." Mm-hmm. But it sounds like everyone's thinking it'll be summertime. Uh, but it will be uh, available for the PlayStation uh, 4, Xbox One, and PC uh, on Tuesday this week. Um, and I'm very excited about this game. For those of you who don't understand what ukulele is and why people are so excited about it, uh, we'd have to go back in time to um, June 29th, 1998. Uh, you know, Brandon was like two, I think. <laughs> I was two. I, I was I was in my mid-60s at the time. And um, uh, no, um, <laughs> Banjo, Banjo-Kazooie comes out in uh, 1998 uh, for the Nintendo 64. And it is a universally loved game for that system. Uh, it is one of Rare's best titles of all time. Uh, right up there next to GoldenEye. Right up there next to Perfect Dark. Um, as, as far as a platformer adventure game, it is one of Rare's best titles. And actually became a franchise title for them. Um, it did well enough that it earned a sequel in 2000. Uh, it was called Banjo-Tooie. 
which, you know, Nintendo helped license that game. So why they're not utilizing the two number when they could do that for Splatoon? Emphasis on the two. Splatooey. Uh, <clears throat> Splatooey? <laughs> Splatooey makes it sound like it's a spitting contest. <laughs> Splatooey. Splatooey. Yeah, that's the new Eakling power is they can spit. Ugh. I so, can see so it. many Japanese fanboys are going to get so excited ah. about that one. Oh, man. Uh, anyway, so Banjo-Kazooie is a single-player platform game that is similar to the adventure gameplay that was used for uh, Super Mario 64. And uh, it has an amazing soundtrack by Grant Kirkhope. And I don't know if, uh, well, I'll brag a little bit. I got to meet Grant, Grant Kirkhope once upon a time. Mm. And that was that was uh, uh, like a, a good day for me. Uh, um, not as exciting as it was getting to shake Reggie Fils Aimé's hand, but it was it, it, it's up there for me. Um, Did you have to pay to shake his hand? To shake Re- Reggie's yeah. hand? No, well, he had to pay me. Excuse me. Yeah, Reggie had to pay me five bucks. Oh well. Oh, your your rate is five bucks. Yeah. Well, you're cheap for that. You're very cheap. Okay. Uh, I am. Yeah, I like to be. <laughs> you know, wine, wine and dime me. Take me to Chick-fil-A first. I like your style. Thank you. <laughs> uh, but Banjo-Kazooie had a uh, had a good tongue-in-cheek dialogue throughout the game, and I think that's what made it uh, fun for everybody is that it, it wasn't – it was kiddish, and at the same time it wasn't kiddish. Um, the far extreme version of that game would obviously be Conker's Bad Fur Day, which I always seem to remember that I liked that game, but when I got it for Rare Replay and I tried to play it again – Man, that game's terrible. It's it's not a fun game, and it's just vulgar for the fact of being vulgar. Uh, so you know, it's boring. <laughs> hey, wait a second. You said you were gonna what? you said you were gonna brag on Grant, and you didn't. I did. I I brought out the fact that I met Grant Kirkhope. Oh, I thought there was who's gonna be an more. amazing composer. Uh, well, I mean, on list of video game composers, I would say. Um, uh, Where would you rate him? Uh, he'd be like number two on my list. Wow. I would put um, Koji Kondo at the there top. There we go. There we go. You know, just breathtaking music from both people. I, I What I like is that Grant, Grant Kirkhope's style, um, much like Koji Kondo's, tells the story for the game. Um, and, uh, you know, he does a lot of the fun, airy kind of music. So it's, like, you know, boom, doom, boom, doom. You know, like a lot of good syncopation. And it's it's a lot of fun music to listen to. Actually, the soundtrack was just released today, um, which I which you're gonna think get. I have a cop. I think I, I should be getting it. I, I don't know. I haven't checked my email yet today for that. Um. Anyway, as things can happen when a company is bought out, because my, uh, Microsoft bought Rare in 2002, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, actually, Microsoft. I remember when I worked at GameStop. Actually, we'll we'll, we'll go back further because at this time I was still working for Electronics Boutique or. Because uh, it, it still wasn't even EB Games at that point. Um, mm. There was a promo video that my, our Microsoft rep gave us, and it had a trailer for Banjo-Kazooie 3. And it looked awesome wow. because it was going to be on the Xbox, and it was going to be next-gen graphics, and it was awesome, beautiful. And, um, of course, that wasn't the game that we got. Um, but anyway... Uh, a bunch of rare employees gathered after being so completely disheartened and disappointed with their uh, way Microsoft was moving some things for them. I think like Viva Pinata was really, really the only good rare game that was ever on the Xbox systems. Mm. Um, <laughs> um, I never there there was a band. What? I never played that, but I know I heard it was good too. Oh, Viva Pinata was pretty fun. 
it was it was actually pretty fun. Um, there was a um, there was a Banjo Kazooie game that did make its way out to the uh, to the Xbox, uh, but we won't talk about it. Okay. Uh, that is kind of like the Voldemort of video games. <laughs> you just don't say its name. It's the you know that which shall not be named. It's like um, oh, I can I can do an analogy to this. It's like Final Fantasy thirteen of the Final Fantasies. Yes. I got it. Because, yeah, because Final Fantasy XV is the one that is like, um, uh, what's the movie with uh, Zach Galifianakis and everybody? The Hangover? Yeah, that's that's basically what Final Fantasy XV is, is the Hangover video game. Oh, come on. That sounds bad. Well, it's a bunch of bros hanging out, doing all this crazy stuff. Okay. I mean, come that's on. That's acceptable. It, well, it's, it's that or it's Zoolander. <laughs> I'll take either of those. That is acceptable. Yeah, yeah thank you. Uh, anyway, um, so this, a bunch of these rare employees got together and they, uh, they formed a company called Platonic Games and their intention was to create, and they, they made it very public. They said, we want to make the spiritual successor to Banjo-Kazooie. And that's wonderful because Banjo-Kazooie was a wonderful franchise that had really became a redheaded stepchild and was, was not treated very well. So, uh, what they did is they, they said, we're going to create this game called Ukulele, which, you know, was a wonderful play on the word. And it, it it actually is supposed to be the spiritual successor that's a prequel <laughs> to Banjo Kazooie. Um, the trend nowadays. Yeah, the trend nowadays. <laughs> uh, you know, and and you know the Hollywood blockbuster and the reboot in twenty years is going to be great too. Yeah. Um, but they they crowdfunded. They did it through Kickstarter, and they made uh, one hundred seventy five thousand pounds because uh, it was all in British. I couldn't. I didn't feel like doing the U.S. equivalent. Uh, they made 175,000 pounds within 38 hours, which is amazing. Or, I'm sorry, 38 minutes. They made a million pounds in 21 hours. So that was actually, it, it was recorded as uh, when they did the uh, American equivalent. That was the first fastest video game in Kickstarter to reach over a million dollars in record time. So it, it had a lot of love from uh, a lot of fans and I'm, I'm one of them. I, I backed it and I think I can't remember what my backer kit included, but I know that, I mean, I have uh, the ukulele sandbox to play with on my laptop. Um, I think I have the soundtrack. I think uh, I have a version of this. Well, it was for the Wii U, uh, but it's for the switch and I'm supposed to have one for the Xbox one. So, um, but with ukulele coming out next week, it's already gotten some uh, reviews already out. Um, averaging the reviews, the game is probably getting like, if we're doing like letter grades, it's, it's really at about a C it's really at the middle of the road. Um, just, just for point of reference, destructoid gave it eight out of 10 game informer, eight out of 10 GameSpot gave it six out of 10 IGN gave it seven out of 10 PC gamer gave it 68 out of a hundred and polygon gave it five and a half out of 10. Um, so Polygon is terrible. Um, <laughs> no, no I, I haven't. I haven't read the review as to why they they, they gave it that score. I'm, I'm I'm interested to see why they didn't like it. A lot of the reviews actually praised it for um, reminding everyone what a, a fun 3D platformer can be. Um, so to me, this is a good segue for what uh, Super Mario Odyssey will hopefully be. I think that the reviewers and and the players nowadays as a whole. Um, are are used to just another, you know, cookie cutter FPS type thing, and then they have going back to you know, 
DK Country and Banjo Kazooie and you know all this other stuff of uh, mm-hmm. uh, Crash Bandicoot stuff like that of basically just collecting all of these different items that are, are just range to the max of like hundreds and hundreds that I mean that can seem daunting to them and and repetitive but that's just how the games were back then that I mean it wasn't just that's not like taking the easy way out it's just a different way of doing things and I guess maybe that's why they they gave it a lower score I don't know yeah I uh, I should I should look at their review I just I you know I grabbed a lot of this off of Wikipedia real quick uh which you know I'm not using it as a cited source, but I did verify that they did have, you know, I clicked on the polygon thing and saw that that was their score. I didn't read the review. Um, yeah, it, it, it's a little disheartening to me. I feel um, I, I was when I was typing up part of the script, I, I, I said in my head, I'm like, well, this is kind of like what people thought about, you know, Batman v Superman. You know, all the critics hated it. But, you know, really, the fans, the fans didn't completely hate that movie. Um, there was a lot to like. I actually just watched it this morning. Um you know, Ben Affleck is Batman. Great, great casting. Gal Gadot is Wonder Woman. Stole the show. Of course. Um, you know, but, you know, to be sidetracked, it, it's it's like reviewers can kind of make or break something. But I really I'm hoping that the fans are going to speak true to this um, and that it's going to sell well and that Platonic will then produce another game, whether or not it's, it's Ukulele 2 or if it becomes another like maybe another attempt at like a perfect dark uh, game because Rare making FPS games, Goldeneye, Perfect Dark. They'll make bank. Two, oh, absolutely. Those are two of the best. So I would I would love to see them make another FPS game, especially this team. Um, you know, actually, uh, sorry, I was I was looking at pounds to US dollars, and I have that for you if you would like. Oh, please. And make sure you do it with your English accent. Okay. Uh, so, for one pound... Uh, <laughs> it's like Cockney is what it is. No, that's not... You want Cockney? You want Cockney? You sound like this. That's, oh, that's Cockney. Okay. <laughs> it's a little bit dirtier. Um, so, one pound equals 1.24 US dollar. So... There you are. Oh, so the um, the American dollar is actually more than the pound right now. Mm-hmm. All right, Trump. So I went way back. I apologize for that, but I was I was curious. So, oh no, that's fine. And everybody got to hear your acting range. <laughs> yes. You know, actually, I wanted to say something while you were in line. And you were telling your Target story about the switch. I was like, why didn't you just use your celebrity status? You know, in Waxahachie, they're very ignorant people. They don't know me over there, and uh, they take me for granted. Those yeah. stupid, stupid people. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, one day you'll escape Walkie Talkie Texas, and it'll be good. Walkie Talkie Texas. JK, I'm Walk- not that popular, so. O- Okie Chokie Benoki, Texas, or whatever. <laughs> Boca Chugga. Sugar. Mocha Chocolate Loco Mate. thing, yeah. <laughs> anyway, didn't mean to interrupt you. My bad. No, that's good. No. Um Overall, though, I, I am really excited to, uh, to to play ukulele this week. This is actually, for, for me as a nerd, this is a big week for me. Uh, I've got ukulele coming out, and then Friday uh, we have the revival and the new season of Mystery Science Theater 3000 making its way to Netflix. Wow. So, um, I'm so excited about that because uh, uh, not only is Joel Hodgson back and involved, 
but Felicia Day is playing the lead mad scientist oh, cool. uh, with Patton. Patton Oswalt is playing her uh, henchman. So it's like I'm really, really excited for this. So I'm a I'm a sucker for Patton Oswalt. I'm not gonna lie. Oh man, have you watched his stand up specials on there? They're funny. Not yet. They're so funny. Oh, you got to watch Talking for Clapping. One of the best stand up specials. Um, what's What's good about Patton Oswalt is like, you know, Robin Williams has some really really good stand up. But his stand-up, of course, is very raunchy and very uh, vulgar. Uh, Patton Oswalt, pretty tame with the language, but man, is he just, he's cerebral. He's very funny. Uh, he just, he knows how to be funny. Yeah, I get that. He's super intelligent. Yeah. Yeah, good. it's, it's a good time. Definitely, definitely check out what he's got on there. And, and, you know, of course, if you're anyone else is listening that likes comedy, John Mulaney is, I think, is really funny. Oh, I love him. I love that. And if you, if you want a funny thing that he's ever done on stand-up, look up uh, The Best Lunch in the World. That's one of my favorite things, and it's it'll tell its own story. <laughs> well, I think that's going to wrap us up here for uh, another episode of Ready Gamer 1. As always, be sure to check out where we hang out on Facebook. We hang out in a group called Nintendoholics. It's, uh, it's not open to the public, but you can request membership. All you got to do is just go to uh, facebook.com forward slash Nintendoholics. Just like an alcoholic, but H-O-L-I-C <laughs> at the end of Nintendo. And um, we talk about Nintendo gaming, and we, we, we have a little bit of off discussion. Not often, but we do have uh, some pretty good Nintendo-driven discussion there, and uh, we talk about all news there. It's, it's a good, good place. So until next time, fans, play on. Huzzah. Adios.